1: Lee Cantor here, another episode of Atlanta Business Radio, and this is going to be a good one. Today on the show, we have Jason Russell with Stable Kernel. Welcome, Jason.
0: Hey, thanks for having me.
1: Well, I'm excited to get caught up with you. For the listeners who aren't aware, tell us a little bit about Stable Kernel. How are you serving folks?
0: Sure. Well, we're, We are you know, a product company, so a software product company. We build products for large companies, mainly, so... We work with typically Fortune 1000s and build enterprise software. We have teams on board that we, we supply teams to our clients. So you're talking about business analysts and project managers, software engineers, architects, market research folks across the board. So we uh, we inject into their teams and we build products for our clients.
1: So uh, take me through uh, kind of one of the scenarios that a client of yours was having. Is is it something that, hey, they're working on something internally and it's not maybe their main website for the organization, but it's this kind of project or marketing program or maybe uh, internal something that they're working on and they they don't have the right team internally, so they turn to you to kind of solve this problem?
0: Yeah, that's right. So many clients we work with, Software isn't their uh, number one priority right I mean obviously software is a big component of the business but for instance they maybe they make hamburgers or or, or brew beer so for instance, we created a piece of software for a brewery, um, a, a pretty large brewery where it connects and uh, visualizes data for them so they can actually ensure quality across the board So um, if you pick up a beverage, uh, it has the same taste across the board, and they're able to to look at various pieces of data to analyze that. So again, they they would hire us to be a, a custom development shop. So what we do typically is we come in and we build custom software for different companies. And at times we we would inject people, like for instance, we might inject developers, software engineers, onto teams to work inside of other teams at these big companies. But at other times, we would actually be the product team for these companies. So. We, we would drop in and build like say a greenfield product.
1: So they might come to you with a, Hey, we have this problem to solve. We don't know the first thing on how to solve this. Is it even possible to solve it with a software solution to kind of figure out a way to tie all this data and all this information together to help us execute on something? So they, they may not even have it fully fleshed out and you can help kind of mold it into something that's doable.
0: That's right. That's right. You know, we have different product journeys. So, You know, it it may be a company that actually has a unique problem and they haven't built anything, right? So we we may start out with market research. Um, It may be a company where we drop in somewhere in the middle where they've got a product. um, Perhaps um, they're having some challenges. Perhaps they're trying to grow the product. uh, They're trying to reach more people. um, So they would hire us to come in and enhance that, um, perhaps pick up more velocity, more quality. Um, I'd also say we're, you know, uh, while we're a custom shop, we're also a premium shop, too. So we're not a, um, you know, some companies, I think, drop people in and they, they call them resources. Um, we're not that. And we're not a recruiter. We actually, like I said, have, have full-time employees who are on board who, who actually work directly with our clients.
1: So you're more of a partner than just a vendor.
0: Absolutely. You nailed it. We are we are a partner. And certainly, I think on our side in the services business, uh, lots and lots of people say you're a partner. You know, we, we always want to be a partner, um, but that's what we're working for that we're striving for so when a client calls us a partner we know he succeeded
1: so now once you start working with them is this one of those things where they're like wow this worked great on the, over here maybe they can help us over there and all of a sudden now you're doing multiple projects within the same company
0: totally and, and that's, that's you nailed it that so, is a, most of our engagements right at our size it, we're, we're 75 or so full time people so um, we're not a, a massive company So we would typically drop in a few people depending on the services needed. Um, And then we we grow those teams and then we go sideways. So like you said, they have other products, other needs. um, And and that's certainly the best way, right, from a referral perspective. There's nothing better than that um, inside of a company. So, for instance, we've got several clients we're working with now. We're building multiple products for them.
1: So how has this kind of um, job climate impacted you or has it made you that much more attractive for talent because uh, you're able to kind of give, uh, I would imagine, your workers a variety of things to work on?
0: Yeah, I mean, so like, for instance, the pandemic specifically um, has has changed things dramatically. Um, But I would say overall, I mean, costs have gone up, right? I mean, especially in software development, software engineering, um, I'm sure you noticed that, um, I, I haven't seen, you know, salaries go up like this in any industry. And I've been in business for nearly 30 years. Um, I've never seen it like this. So the demand is super high. Um, and what we're able to offer companies is, uh, you know, a, again, a unique culture. We've got, we've built a great culture. Um, and we've got incredible retention. So our retention enables us to have that, um, product knowledge that, that these companies need. So we do, we act like a partner. We act basically as, as full-time employees. Um, inside of these companies.
1: So what do you need more of right now? Are you looking for more talent? Are you looking for more clients?
0: <laughs> well, I am. Uh, I also sit on the new business side, so I'd always say we need more clients. Um, our, our head of engineering might say we don't need more clients right now, uh, but we always want more clients. I think it's, it's double-edged, right? I mean, obviously, as you bring on new clients, you need more people. We always have a hiring sign on. We're constantly hiring. Um, we, I think we've hired, uh, nearly 30 people this year. So we're, we're always looking for new software engineers for, uh, business analysts, uh, QA folks, market research folks. So we're really looking across the board. And from a client perspective, as I mentioned earlier, I mean, we, we, we typically swim in deeper waters, you know, for our size. I think a lot of these large companies now, a lot of these Fortune 500s have been burned by a lot of the bigger consultancies. Um, and as a small, uh, a smaller shop, right? And some people say boutique. I, I'd, I'd say we're just a, you know, a smaller services company. Um, I think again, we're more nimble. We're able to move around uh, more effectively. We don't come in and drop in and say you need fifty people on this team. So I, I believe we offer something a bit different than say some of the bigger consultancies do.
1: Now, is your work primarily in Atlanta or now uh, kind of the world's your oyster?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean. Most of our work, many of the companies we work with do have offices in Atlanta. They might not be based solely in Atlanta, but they've got offices in Atlanta. But but as you said, I mean, things have changed so much that it really doesn't matter. Um, We we have, I think we have people in 12 or 13 different states um, at Stable Kernel. Um, We also, of course, have well over 40 people that are local that that are uh, full-time employees here, too. So while it, it has changed dramatically in terms of the landscape, we can work with anyone, anywhere. Um, we've got clients, we've got clients out west and the north. We also have near shore partners you work with too. So, um, none of that seems to matter anymore. Of course, uh, having had thousands of virtual calls in the last two years.
1: Now, any advice for the companies out there? Maybe the ones that are like you, maybe under a hundred employees that have a combination of in the office folks as well as some remote people around the country. How do you kind of maintain that culture and and attract the right person? You know, especially when they're not kind of living close by the the main office.
0: Yeah, I mean, listen. I I, again been in in business around business for a long time. I, I just believe culture wins out over everything. And I think if you have a strong culture, strong values, um, and we live those and breathe those every day, um, I, I believe that's the way you re- retain employees. Um, we are very transparent. Our core values are out in front of everyone all the time. So I think operating from a very transparent perspective, where the company is going, laying those goals out for folks. Um, and again, for us, I mean, you know Whether you live in Michigan or Tennessee or Georgia, um, it doesn't matter. You're going to get the benefit of all those things. So, For instance, we have uh, learning allowances we give our employees so that they can go to various conferences to, for, for higher education. Um, we do lots of things internally, whether they're – we call them Fundamental Fridays where we've got um, strategic meetings we set up to be able to share information internally. Um, we do all those things, and that's, that's something I would suggest to anyone or any company that's trying to grow. Um, focus on your people. Um, When your people stay, uh, it creates that consistency that you want on these accounts. And and again, our our, our company's thriving, but also our clients are thriving as well.
1: Now, any advice for those kind of enterprise level companies out there um, in terms of how should they be keeping up with the the advancing technology that's constantly evolving, that's changing. It always seems like there's a new better thing out there that if you're not on it, you're missing out.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I think from our perspective, I think omni channel is more important than ever. It, companies are relying on technology to give their clients the same experience regardless of where, you know, where they're traveling. to. So, I mean, this for me, this means like remote and online avenues have to be stronger, easier, um, I think there's also more demand for data science and machine learning. Um, you know, we're seeing that elastic approach from all cloud to hybrid cloud is, again, trending back to all cloud. Um, yeah, so I, I think those are some, some things that I would encourage some of the larger enterprises to focus on. Um, and also, again, attracting talent's hard. So keeping that in mind, right? I mean, the salaries for, for IT, the IT industry in general, is just rising for the foreseeable future. If you look at the trends and the data out there, um, these things aren't staying put. They're just continuing to go up. So I think you have to be really diligent about the people you hire, ensuring their skills are, are real and reliable. Uh, for instance, we've got an amazing hiring process here. It's, it's very difficult to get a job at Stable Colonel, um, and I think that's really, really important.
1: Now, do you think it's one of those things where um – the salaries are going to go so high; it's going to force organizations to lean more in AI and automation and and kind of machine learning and and automate their way out of this hiring situation.
0: Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I I think that that's certainly possible. I don't see that you know in the near future. I, I think there are plenty of jobs to be had that require uh, hands on keyboards to actually do that work. Um, and, and, certainly where, where jobs go away, there are new opportunities that are always created. But, but absolutely. I mean, machine learning, like, as I mentioned earlier, data science, um, AI, you know, as you've probably seen, the advances are amazing. I mean, what we were doing 10 years ago versus today is just, um, is, is jaw dropping. So, so certainly there are going to be more and more opportunities there, I think. But I don't see that um, affecting the the job market in terms of salaries. Yeah, I I, I think they're—I don't think they're spinning out of control. Um, But I do believe that at some point they probably have to calibrate a bit. Um, But you know, probably the market was due for a a correction on the salary side as well, Um, and and we're seeing that. And and to be honest, most of our clients are, are quite happy to pay for that talent.
1: But it seems like every industry that felt like, oh, uh, you know, automation isn't going to affect us, at some point automation affects them.
0: Sure, sure. And we and knew we were in the driver's seat, you know, in our business, right, as a software company. Um, and, and, and I think that certainly at some level automation creates efficiencies that, that are fantastic. Um, but I don't see them, you know, obviously... Uh, Pushing out the, the workers in our industry, um, and, and, when, and when they do, I think some of those efficiencies are, are needed, um, and we're able to work on actually larger, harder problems.
1: Now, let's talk a minute about the the Atlanta tech scene. Uh, sure. You've been here for a minute. Um, how have you seen it evolve, and what do you kind of what trends are you looking at in the future for Atlanta?
0: Yeah, I mean it, it's evolved tremendously. I mean the startup right. scene here is amazing. Um, with David's done at ATV, I I remember when that started and, you know, we've been working with them for gosh, well over 10 years, even at my previous company. So I think, like I said, the startup scene has been amazing here. All the, the meetup groups have been phenomenal. I will say in the last couple of years, obviously some of those things have stalled a bit just from an event perspective, right? I mean, we've, we've had to go virtual for most things. I think from a networking social standpoint, that's, that's been a lot harder um i'm personally really excited that we're out able to get out a bit more now and seems like a lot of things are happening we've got a rooftop at our building and we've hosted some events here um and i I think that will be certainly be helpful but yeah the atlanta scene is amazing i'd say from a tech perspective it's definitely top five in the country um again having georgia tech here helps as well but i I would say not only do you have that you've got a lot of investors locally um you've got uh, a lot of the angel stuff going on as well so it's yeah, it's an amazing scene, and we're, we're just happy to be part of it.
1: Now, uh, maybe when you started uh, the tech scene, uh, there was a lot of the investment investors were kind of coming from a real estate background or development background. Are you seeing more and more people who are having successful exits kind of hang around Atlanta and reinvest in? You mentioned David uh, Cummings uh, as an example of somebody who did just that, but are you seeing more and more people uh, do that as well?
0: Yeah, for sure. And, and I've had friends who've gone through exits and they're all, all dipping their toes in and, and maybe even more, maybe jumping in the deep end in terms of investment. I think there's a huge amount of opportunity. Um, what we're seeing, a lot of folks are, are investing in multiple, um, efforts now. And, and honestly, I, would say that it's, it's a lot easier to get involved now. Um, I think 10 years ago, it was, it was more difficult for, for people like me, perhaps to get invested, uh, or to invest in some of these companies. And now it's it's um, it's a small environment. I mean, while Atlanta is a big city, um, from a software perspective, running the same people often. So, as far as getting funded and things like that, um, I, you know, my, from my perspective, I think it's uh, it's a lot easier. Um, and again, I think that's a good thing.
1: Now, um, what do you think this uh, ecosystem needs more
0: of? Hmm does it need more of the Atlanta ecosystem specifically,
1: Lee? Right, because, I mean, you mentioned top five. Obviously, there's the bigger ones that uh, maybe have been around longer than ours. Um, But we're growing, and we have uh, certain clusters and niches that are, you know, where maybe Atlanta is known for, maybe fintech, healthcare, um, maybe marketing. Uh, But it tends to be kind of B2B. There's some... B2C in there, but is there anything that you would like uh, the Atlanta tech community to have more of or yeah. that you've seen elsewhere?
0: Yeah, I, I don't know if I'd say there's anything specifically that I'd say I've seen elsewhere. I mean, certainly from my perspective, as we focus a lot on B2B, I would love to see more on the B2B front. Um, you know, certainly from my experience has been that's a bit more left coast and, and you see a lot of opportunities out there. But I as far as the South goes, you're definitely seeing more and more of it. Um, we had a big paper company we work with recently. Um, we don't talk about a lot of our clients externally, um, but they had some really neat initiatives we worked on. So I think B2B would be a, a, certainly a, a, an area of growth opportunity. Um, as you mentioned earlier, I mean, some of the new technologies, and I say new, I mean, AI, things like that. Certainly, I think there's a huge opportunity there. Um, it still feels new to me. Um, because so many companies really haven't um, been able to actually have something tangible yet.
1: Well, if somebody wants to learn more about Stable Kernel, get on your calendar. Um, where should they go?
0: Sure, uh, stablekernel.com. Um, and uh, yeah, I would love to talk to you. So if you have any needs on the software front, uh, please hit us up. And uh, yeah, it was a pleasure talking to you today, Lee.
1: All right. Well, I appreciate you. Uh, You're doing important work, and we uh, appreciate what you're doing.
0: Thank you so much.
1: All right. This is Lee Kander. We'll see you all next time on Atlanta Business Radio.